Okay, so first off, so let me apologize for my voice. I have some sort of sinus issue, and I have not really had a voice all week. But we just watched the second Black Mirror episode, Lock Henry. We did indeed. Of season six. Second episode of season six. Before we dive into that, though, if you don't mind, there are some things that I wanted to respond to with your episode with Austin. Is that okay if I do that? Yeah, sure. First off, I hope you feel better. I'm very sorry that you're not feeling the best. Thanks. Second off, you said in the episode, you're like, yeah, Jordan couldn't make it. He had to work. And you're like, I get it. It happens sometimes. And I was like, I was kind of screaming at the recording like okay yes i did have to work but it's not like i was just like oh i can't make it i gotta work that night like (laughs) i want it to be known that there was a little bit of effort made and you know i have some trips coming up that you know i gotta save money for so i need to get as many hours as possible austin i wasn't brushing you off he's saying he couldn't be bothered (laughs) it's not what i'm saying at all i'm very flattered that i am your favorite host you are correct um and I, (laughs) i really did Uh, I enjoyed the episode. It was great listening to you. And I truly am sorry that I missed the conversation. That being said, I did watch a little bit of Schizopolis. Not going to lie. Probably not for me. I watched maybe a third of it and then had to go to bed. And uh, I I don't know if I if I could finish it unless uh, really, really persuaded. Yeah. But I did watch Big Milk and that one I enjoyed much, much more, specifically the music. I rewound a couple scenes because I really, really enjoyed the soundtrack to this and like the sound design and editing. Really amazing stuff. Very, very talented. Actually, I'm registering now. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to have said that I've seen it. I know it was like a private link that he sent. So he sent it to me. Austin, I'm sorry I gave it to Jordan. I don't think he would care, (laughs) Um, but... I also, I, I haven't told, I mean, I've told him, but I haven't said anything about this on the podcast, but when you guys eventually are able to see Big Milk, it's crazy. It's and great. I love it. It's so, it's just really well done. And you can tell mm. Austin is just a lunatic and I love it. <laughs> it's just great. I just really enjoyed it. And it was really a fun way to spend it's only like an hour long and i just i don't know he always says that his movies have weird run times but like i just felt like that was like totally the appropriate link like i i was never bored or anything yeah i was very impressed by the cinematography the mm-hmm. in-camera editing is awesome i really liked the actors the main character is really funny it was very funny and yeah so it might be a while before you guys all get to see it but <laughs> i will definitely talk about it then too because it's legit and austin is a great filmmaker and i'm really proud of him Agreed. It was funny. It was disturbing. It was weirdly sexy at some points. Like I was I was turned on and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, it was just it's just a great time. Yeah, no, really well done. Uh, and uh, I feel honored, even though I didn't get a personal invite to watch it, that I kind of stole the link and uh, <laughs> and watched it. So uh, thanks. But yeah, no, a great episode. I really, I really enjoyed it. And I truly am sorry that I missed that episode. Um, But I hopefully will catch you the next time, Austin. And I hope that's soon. For those who didn't listen, I know you spoke about Schizopolis, which is a Steven Soderbergh film. Totally. And anytime I hear that name, I always think of the Nick. And I, I don't know if I missed it or if it just didn't happen, but I didn't hear the Nick being brought up in in that episode and i think it's worth mentioning because it's a really fucking awesome show and i would love to watch it with you and austin i am very curious to know if you've seen it so we can talk about it it's been a while but i would absolutely rewatch it and it's really great 
That's all I wanted to say. Good. Yeah. You you talked to me about the Nick before. Uh, all the time. I like the name. Yeah. <laughs> this one's spelled K-N-I-C-K, but um Yeah, whatever. It's yeah, it's really good. It's it's really disturbing. It's about like medicine in like the twenties or something. No, like the it couldn't have been the twenties. I don't know what I'm saying. It was a long time ago, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's a it's still a very, very good show. Cool. So now we can move on to Lock Henry. Uh, what are your thoughts? This is number two. I'm really, really loving this season. We have three more episodes to go, and they have big shoes to fill. <laughs> I, at one point, unmuted myself and was like, I cannot believe I'm watching a Black Mirror episode about documentary filmmakers. <laughs> this is a dream come true. It's right up your alley. I love that. I think it's so fascinating. I think that... It's good to go in knowing as little as possible about this one. I literally knew nothing, so that was great. Oh, the acting was great. It was scary. It was funny, unnerving. I particularly loved the ending. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brooker, who writes these, does a really good job. Sometimes there are some quiet endings where you just sort of are with the person and, and you're just kind of exhaling, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really impactful. The punch in the face comes a little bit earlier in the episode. So for this, it's bleak and disturbing and dark, but in like a very different way than a lot of the other episodes are. And I appreciate that, that like six seasons in, something like 20-something episodes in so far, I I could count them, but wait, okay. Three, (laughs) four, six, six, and three. So three, four, that's seven, six, 13, 19, 22 and then a movie so 22 22 episodes in a movie are in seasons one through five and then season six i've seen joan is awful in that amount of time i just this didn't feel derivative of anything he's done before he doesn't feel like he's repeated himself and i think that's really cool it just speaks volumes about how creative this team is you know i know it's not just charlie brooker there are a bunch of people that work on this show that are fucking dynamite and it's just like incredible. I was talking to our friend Vania last night and she said that she'd only seen the first two episodes too, but she was like, I think this is one of my favorite seasons or like one of the best seasons of the show. And I'm like, yeah, if these two episodes are an indicator of the quality and it doesn't like crazily dip, this could definitely wind up being a contender. And I mean, there are, there are some incredible episodes of this show. If you're watching this and you haven't gone back, this is one of those shows where you you know, you can jump around. They really don't have much to do with each other other than like a few Easter eggs here and there. But every every episode has so much good about it. And this particular one just seemed like it was like, oh, we're going to make an episode that caters directly to Nick. <laughs> I was pretty hooked in the very beginning. I think just the quality of these actors, they, they felt so genuine and it felt so real. Totally. Except for the mom, I think for almost the whole episode, the mom, I was kind of like, all right, you know, with these dynamite actors. And uh, I realized I had to pause it because it's bothering me so much. The son from the pub is Podrick from uh, Game of Thrones. And I think he was like one of the funniest actors in this whole thing. Like, I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he was great. He's cute, too. Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, and then then there's the mom and she's just kind of meh the whole time. And then she starts yelling, fuck, cunt, like outside of her car. Yeah. And uh, that's when it and she just like 
oh my God, a brand new person, which I really appreciate. I thought that was awesome. I wanted to ask you, because this for a bit, this leaned very horror. Yeah. And at first I was so ready to label this as a horror, but I think with the last maybe like, I don't know, five minutes of it, I'm not quite sure I'm still in that mindset. Like, I don't know if I would call it a horror, but I wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier uh, about it didn't feel derivative of anything. I I don't have a Rolodex uh, catalog in my head of all of these episodes. I can't recall if there have ever been any like straight horror ones. I think the closest that you would get coming to horror, I mean, a lot of these episodes are horrifying and they put people in circumstances that are scary, but like your typical horror, like there is like playtest, the one with Wyatt Russell, the video game where that is- He's in the house. He's in a haunted house basically. And that is probably the closest thing that they've done to like a a typical horror story. But- um, I think this one would probably be more classified as maybe like a like a crime or a drama. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's certainly scary in some parts. Like I was very unnerved when they went inside that house, especially watching this in the dark. Mm-hmm. But um having seen the entire thing and putting it all together, if this was like a movie I saw in theaters, I probably would have called it like a thriller. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I I was refreshed, honestly, because I think it was, you know, something that we have not really seen. Like it it really when uh, when Pia was in the house and, you know, faced with this monster, like it it felt like a horror movie. Yeah. Um, And it was something that I don't ever remember seeing in uh, in any Black Mirror episodes. So I feel like I've probably said this on this podcast at some point, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe at least to you. The one sort of like issue I will say about Black Mirror is a lot of times it feels like their technology, and I understand because if you watch them, a lot of them at least are supposed to take place in the same reality. So a lot of times there is something that you put on your temple, a little thing you put on your (laughs) temple, and it sucks your memory out or sucks your being out or something, you know. And that that's a lot of the technology. And I remember thinking it was so great when we got Ashley two because uh, Rachel Jack and Ashley two the season five episode. There's like the little robot Miley Cyrus, and mm-hmm. I loved her so much that I literally have a Funko Pop of her. <laughs> I just think she was so great, and it was such a refreshing like change from that part. Again, aside from that, I think this show does a really good job at not repeating itself. But what I love is when this show that has developed sort of a reputation about being mostly about the dangers of futuristic technology Mm -hmm. does episodes like this where there is no futuristic technology in this. I mean, they're recording on a camera that a lot of these viewers probably won't have ever even seen. Like, (laughs) I mean, think about like there are people that are watching this show that kind of camera, I have never even laid eyes on in real life. Or even a VHS, even. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I never had a camera that had a big one. I had the little ones, the VHS-C tapes, but I never, my dad had a big one. But I guess, anyways, I just think it's really cool that we're not just always looking forward. We can look back as well. I admire the fact that that's another way he's trying to keep it fresh. It gives me a little bit of hope, uh, not to cut you off, but I think i I hope I'm helping complete this thought for you uh, that in the beginning, I think it was 
Black Mirror's purpose was to highlight the dangers of technology and how we react to them and how dangerous they could become. But knowing and seeing these last two episodes, it, it's making me realize that it's moving in a direction where it's kind of highlighting human beings' most toxic traits, maybe. This one specifically, I feel like it very much uh, was about our... Uh, obsession with true crime and you know like clearly obviously that was the theme and you know uh, and the behind the scenes that comes with that i guess and to me that that's good news because i feel like then he always has material yeah yeah i also want to comment on the the cinematography this show has some of the most incredible locations specifically i'll just point out like if you guys want to like look back and just see some really awesome shots Black Museum, there's a lot of driving scenes in the desert, and it's just breathtaking. And then I believe they shot Crocodile in either Iceland or Greenland. I don't remember. But it was like, it looked like it was on another freaking planet. I mean, it was just (laughs) unbelievable. This just felt like very back to basics, very like closer to something from season one or two rather than from seasons three, four, or five, which is so refreshing. Another one that just knocked it out of the park for me. I can't wait to show people these. <laughs> I've been talking about Jonah's Awful to my family for so long. And I'm like, it's only been like a, a week, I guess, since we <laughs> did the last one. But it just feels like I'm like, guys, we need to watch this. Yeah. We need to watch this so bad. Like, oof. <laughs> It's so funny because I'm getting ads for it on TikTok and the only thing that I'm seeing from Joan is awful is the scene where she runs into the church. But they've, (laughs) for obvious reasons, they've uh, taken off, they've digitally uh, removed the penis that she drew on her head. Oh, really? It's not there. I was like, "Mm, something's missing there. But, you know, that obviously makes sense. That's such a good episode, man. Both of these were so good and it's like, It's weird ranking them. I mean, I think eventually I would like to, I think maybe at the end of this, maybe it would be cool to, um, you know, talk about like our favorite episodes of the whole series. I'm going to be a little unfair here and ask you to rank both of these. I think it would be fun to, you know, as we do them, put them on a list and place each new one (laughs) where it goes. Okay, so you like legit... I, mean, I was literally just about to be like, these are so good in so many different ways that it's like impossible to rank them. But I know that I eventually will have to. So like recency bias aside, I will say that I think I left Jonah's awful in a better mood mm. just because it's a more positive, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's hard because like think about an episode like um, shut up and dance. Like, that's an incredible episode, but it is so bleak and so disturbing that it's like, you know, what the fuck? You know, like, (laughs) I can't, I don't want to put that like that high up. I think that's why so many of my favorite episodes are like happy. Like, I love San Junipero and Nosedive and uh, Rachel Jack and Ashley too. Um, Because as fucked up as they all are, it's still like, still, uh, I feel like they're happy to a degree at least. Um, Fuck. We don't have to. I just, I wanted to be unfair. And- I'll do it. I'll do it. I think Locke Henry just is right above Jonah's Awful just because it is about documentary filmmakers and it is horror. Nice. But both of these fucking concepts are incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm so impressed and I'm, I just can't wait for the next three. I told you guys that we needed to space these out some. I don't know. I think I'm going to get to a point where I'm not going to be able to wait but for so much longer. <laughs> 
because I know that there is an episode with a certain individual, and I really hope that that is coming up soon. I'm very excited about him. Can I ask who that is? Aaron Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see him, and I think I think I saw him in the trailer. I think I saw, like, a picture of him, and I think he might be... I, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. That I think he might be somewhere that is different from where the other two take place. Hmm. Does that make sense? No. I even saw the trailer. I should know this, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> I think he's in space. He looks like he was in space. Okay. That'd be cool. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But I loved it. I think it was Good. great. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure that, that it should have been called Lock Henry. I'd have called it Bergerac, but <laughs> that- it uh, still was great that was one of my issues with this episode is did the mom just have these recordings in her living room like out for display for anyone to see like i don't think she ever expected anybody to really go through her old tapes no and it was at the end of an episode that they they were taping over so you would have had to have gone through the whole episode in that woman's house i think she thought she was pretty safe still though (laughs) i do think what was crazy though I don't know if you got this. When she wrote four Mm -hmm. on the paper, I thought she was going to write forgive me or something like that. But she just was like, for your film, like make this movie and and (laughs) show everybody what really happened. I don't know. It just adds a total, like a whole nother layer of bleakness to it and fascination. And the fact that at the end, he was just sitting alone with his BAFTA, (laughs) but he got a BAFTA, which is fucking awesome. That's great. I mean, I don't know why he's sad. Like he, you know, yeah, he's sad. But his parents were murderers or anything. Grow up. (laughs) Exactly. BAFTAs make it all better. (laughs) Baptists are British Oscars, guys, if you didn't know that. If you've never heard me talk about (laughs) fucking Baptists on this show. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next three. Yeah, another home run. Very impressed. All right, cool. Well, talk to you guys later. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Hopefully you're feeling better. Stay tuned for the next three. I'm sure they'll be out sooner than later because I am getting impatient. (laughs) 